Well, it's so good to be with you. So good to be among friends old and new. Great to be with you and great to see you. And uh, as far as uh, Nick and Claire are concerned, there's friends that are really old. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't mean they're really old. I, uh, I mean, we go back a long way. How, how many years do we go back, do you think? 30 years, yeah. I was only seven then. But it'll be closer, says the boss. Okay, now I have some good news for you tonight, and that is that I'm not going to preach a sermon. And so you could all breathe a sigh of relief, because that'll be good for you. But what I want to do is I want to look at, very practically, um, how God speaks to us, and how we can hear from him. And, you know, if we step outside those doors, and in fact even in here, we are surrounded by radio waves. Have you ever considered that? I'm a radio ham, so this means something to me. But we are surrounded by radio, radio waves. See, there's broadcast radio stations, there's pirate radio stations, there's uh, emergency services radios, there is radios from the port. There are radio signals of every shape and sort that you can think of. And two things are important for receiving those. The first is that our receiver has to be tuned to whatever frequency those radio waves are coming on. And that's quite an important thing because that speaks to us about being in tune with God, making sure that our receivers are tuned to hear from God. And the second thing about radio waves is they have to travel by means of what's called a modulation. In other words, a method. See, this, this is transmitting a radio wave right now. Um, but modulation is important. Most of us have heard of FM radio, and if some of us are old enough to remember AM radio, and there could be sideband radio, upper sideband and lower sideband. And these days, there's lots and lots of digital radio. DMR, DAB, lots of us have got DAB radios. There's all sorts of digital methods of receiving those uh, signals. And so when we're looking at hearing from God, those two things are important. We need to firstly make sure we've got our receivers tuned and secondly decide and know which method we're using to hear from God. And there are lots of ways that we can hear from God. And so we're going to look at those briefly tonight. And it's very interesting that in Scripture talks about this. Scripture in Job 33, 14 says, For God does speak, now one way or another, though some do not perceive it. See, so what that Scripture is saying, God is speaking all the time. But some of us, we don't quite get it because we're not tuned in and we're not using the right method of receiving. And uh, so the plan is to look at some of the ways tonight that God can speak to us. Now I came across a lovely story about a Native American Indian that was with a friend visiting Times Square in New York. And it was in the middle of the day and there was taxis going along and horns blaring and music playing. And this Native American said, I can hear a cricket. And his friend said, oh, don't be silly. This is just, it's noise everywhere. How could you possibly hear a cricket? So the American uh, Indian said, 
I'm sure I can hear a cricket. And it's over there. And they walked across to a flower bed. And when uh, the, the Indian's friend belt, knelt down, he could hear the cricket. So it was there all the time. But the friend couldn't hear it because he wasn't listening for it. And his American Indian friend said to him, it all depends on what you're listening for. And if you listen, you can listen through the noise and the hubbub and all the rattling and all the banging, and you can hear what you want to hear. And that's very true. And that's so true when we think of how God uh, is speaking and we're tuning in to listen. And uh, we will talk about it in a moment or two, but sometimes we need to escape the hubbub of life so that we can get somewhere to listen. Just like that man did in Times Square, he was able to not take any notice of all the hubbub and all the noise, but he could hear that cricket in a flower bed. And that'd be marvellous if we could le really uh, teach ourselves and receive the way of just listening to God through the hubbub. So, let's have a look at some of the ways that God does speak to us. Firstly, he speaks to us through his creation. Liz has already pinched one of my points tonight. <laughs> Psalm 19. <laughs> Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, he speaks forth speech. So there's the beauty of creation, how wonderful it is to go out on the moors or on the dales and just, just look and take in the wonder of God's creation. And he can often speak to us through what we see when we do that. He can often just uh, awaken something in our minds, even we're looking at glorious hills or something, and God can speak to us. And it's quite extraordinary how he does that. Of course... He speaks to us through his written word, scripture. We know that uh, scripture is for our guidance, for our encouragement, for our training, for our discipline. And as we look at scripture, God can speak so clearly. I wonder, I'm sure most of us have experienced this, sometimes you're just looking at a page of scripture and a few words sort of jump off the page. Wow, never seen that before. And sometimes it can be a scripture we've read dozens of times but that just God will speak sometimes and just, whoa, and it comes alive to us. So he can speak to us through the written word. He can also speak to us through our circumstances. And amazingly, he can speak to others through our circumstances. And he can speak through circumstances that have negative consequences, and he can speak through circumstances that have positive consequences. Just think for a moment about some character, or a character in this case, who went through some very negative times, but God spoke to him. God spoke to Jonah through negative circumstances. And God spoke to everyone on the ship that Jonah was on through those circumstances. And he particularly spoke to Jonah through the whole situation and circumstance with the great fish. See, God can use what seem to be negative circumstances and speak to us and speak to those around us. And in terms of positive circumstances, think about Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel chapter 6. 
And we read there that all the people that saw the miracle of Daniel being preserved from the, li from the lions, they heard from God. And God spoke in that situation. And he said things which illustrated that he can speak even when things don't seem to be tuned into God, just the circumstances of life. You think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and the fiery furnace. God spoke to Nebuchadnezzar because of what happened to those three guys. And that's really bad circumstances, but they turned out for good because they allowed God to speak to this king and in fact many of the officers as well. So, he can speak to us through his creation and through the written word, through our circumstances. Sometimes God speaks to us in our spirits, inwardly. And sometimes he speaks in a still, small voice. It's recorded that God spoke to Elijah in 1 Kings 19, and there was a fire, and the scripture says God wasn't in the fire, but then he spoke in a still, small voice. You see, if we want to listen to God speaking in a still, small voice, we've got to be like that American Indian that could hear the cricket in the flower bed. Because that still, small voice needs listening to, and it needs uh, tuning into. It's important. God speaks audibly sometimes. We all know stories from scripture where God spoke audibly. Do you remember how he spoke to Moses from the burning bush? He spoke to Abraham about the stars in the sky. And he spoke to Samuel in that lovely story about uh, Samuel. Do you remember when Samuel was serving Eli in the temple and they went to bed one night and Samuel heard this voice and he thought it was Eli his boss. So he went to him and said, well, yeah, what do you want? Because at the time Eli was old and blind and, and Samuel was sort of looking after him, really. And Eli said, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And that happened three times until Eli realised, who's calling this boy? It must be God. So he said to him, go back to bed and the next time you hear that voice calling you, you say, speak, Lord, because your servant hears. And that's what he did. And God spoke to him. It's a question of knowing where that voice is coming from. It's a bit like the frequencies and the modulation and the aerials. So important to us. God spoke to everyone who was present when Jesus was baptised. There was this voice that they all heard. Matthew 17 says, Even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. And they all heard it. Obviously Jesus himself heard it, but the onlookers heard it as well. So he speaks through his creation, he speaks through his written word, he speaks through circumstances, he speaks to us inwardly, he speaks audibly, but he also speaks as we fellowship with one another. How many times have we been in fellowship with somebody and they've, they've seen something or said something 
and it triggers something in us. It's God spoken. <coughs> and it's so important that we understand that. And we know that Hebrews tells us that we must not ne neglect meeting together, as some people do, but we must encourage one another. And so God can speak to us through fellowship with one another. He may speak to you very clearly tonight simply through being in fellowship in this room. I think he will. And it would be marvellous, wouldn't it, if he, if he did that tonight. And God speaks to us in our own devotional times. You know, sometimes we can just be on our own, tucked away somewhere, spending a quiet time, trying to sort some stuff out, and God can speak to us through all of that. And Hebrews 10 says, we should press right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. And he speaks through our spiritual leaders. There will be times when our leaders will say something and it's God speaking through them. And... Uh, in Joshua 3, we read that Joshua, having heard from God, he went to the children of Israel and he said, Come and listen to what the Lord your God says. So God spoke to Joshua and through him spoke to all the children of Israel in a remarkable way. God speaks to us through dreams and visions. If you remember again referring to Daniel, we read that that night the mystery, the mystery of the king's dream that he wasn't able to interpret, that night the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a dream. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. God can speak through our dreams. And sometimes, uh, you know, he speaks so very clearly. We just have to sound a note of caution not all our dreams are God speaking. And sometimes we need somebody who's an expert in these things to interpret what we've been receiving and finding out what the, the source of it is. But it is no truth, it's true that through dreams and visions, God will speak to us. We see pictures, don't we? <coughs> we were having a conversation with some friends not a couple of hours ago, and uh, they were telling us how. He saw, this guy saw pictures and the pictures were God speaking. And when he spelt out those pictures, others were blessed because God was speaking through them. So, God speaks to us through Christian books and even through conferences. How many times have we been sat in a conference and there's an anointed speaker or there's a wonderful time of worship and in the midst of that, God can speak to us. He does it so frequently. And God speaks to us through music. How great to be in a time of really lovely praise and worship and hear God's verse, voice. Sorry. Sometimes just the words of what we're singing resonate in a way that we know it's God speaking. It's just wonderful, isn't it? So, God can speak through his creation. He can speak through the written word. He can speak through our circumstances. He can speak to our inmost being. He can speak audibly to us. How many people have heard the voice of God audibly? Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? 
He speaks to us as we fellowship together. He can speak to us in our private devotional times. He speaks to us through our leaders. He speaks to us through dreams and pictures and visions. He speaks to us through books and conferences. And he speaks to us through music. So having said all that, how do we get to the place where we hear from God? What do we have to do in, to get this tuning right and these signals right? Well, the first is we have to really believe that God wants to speak to us. All of us, not special people, all of us. So it's not awkward or strange to hear the voice of God. We, each one of us, we must believe and we must expect the voice of God in everyday life. Every day when we get up, when we go about our business, whatever that is, we should expect and believe that God is going to guide us and direct us, sometimes discipline us and sometimes speak to us for other people. We've got to believe that God wants to do it, because he does. We've also got to position our hearts to receive. We all know a very famous verse in scripture, be still and know that I'm God. And sometimes we need to pull ourselves away from the hustle and the bustle and the busyness of everything that surrounds us. And we need to be still and hear from God. See, often God will communicate to us or drop a message into our spirits. But sometimes our busy, crowded lives don't receive it because we're too, too busy. We must make sure that our minds are tuned in and that we're receiving daily. That's a bit like the radio waves. It's not only a question of getting the frequency right, it's a question of knowing what is the method it's coming, the modulation. Is it AM or FM or sideband, whatever. We need to know that. We must learn to listen to God. You know, for it doesn't always just come naturally. It won't just sometimes just plop on us. Sometimes we have to learn how it works and what it's about. And I mean, going back again to, to our story about um, Samuel, he had to learn which was God's voice. He heard a voice, but he thought it was his boss. And he had to go through a process of learning. And sometimes that happens that way with us. We hear something, but we're nearly not sure, was that a God or wasn't it? And sometimes we even got to go ask somebody else, haven't we? Well, what do you think? I've heard this. Do you think it's God speaking to me? Or do you think it's not? And uh, sometimes we need to, to be able to do that. Listening involves being attentive and waiting. A Christian who wants to hear from God mustn't be in a hurry or rush to get into God's presence. We should allow God to fix the time and the schedule and the place. And just like that young lad Samuel, we've got to learn to recognise God's voice. Jesus said, did he not, my sheep know my voice. And we need to get to that place when we know that voice, without a doubt. There's no question about it. 
And sometimes we go through a learning process. And uh, I, I, I'll just tell you, I went through a process of this on my own some years ago. I began to get words of knowledge for healing. And uh, it, it was a quite remarkable experience for me. But what happened to me was, if I got, let's say, for example, a word of knowledge about a back problem, as I thought about that and said it out, I would get a pain in my back. Ooh. And uh, if it was a, an arm, I'd go, ooh, what was that? And, but what I discovered was, as I went on with God, he didn't need to do that quite so often. Because as I went on with God and was hearing his voice more clearly, he didn't need to give me the, 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 the phantom sort of pain because I knew it was him. And uh, you, you have to just go through this process a bit sometimes. What, what's the difference? And we just so need to know the difference, don't we? And then finally, we must be in tune with the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that reveals Jesus to us. It's the Holy Spirit that allows us to hear from him. It's the Holy Spirit that will help us on this journey of finding out when God's speaking and when it's something else that's speaking. We cannot, we cannot go into the prophetic without the Holy Spirit. It's just so important, just so important, because we need his guidance and his direction. And uh, we won't get that from anywhere apart from him. And it's just so important. We all know, don't we, that... Uh, when we became a Christian, the Holy Spirit came to live within us. And uh, the most uh, obvious way of explaining that is the fact that in our house we have a gas boiler that heats the hot water up. And when it's running, it's got a little window. And if you look through that little window, there's a pilot light inside. And it seems to always be on, this pilot light. That's what happens when we become a Christian. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us. But it's just like a little pilot light. And in my boiler at home, when this little pilot light is on, the case has a rather nice warm touch. When you touch it, it's rather nice and warm. And so when we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes and we get a nice warm glow. And it's lovely and it's wonderful. But that's not what the boiler is designed to be. And it's not what the boiler is designed to do. Because what happens is when you open a tap or turn on a radiator, instead of a little pilot light in there, there's a whole lot of gas jets that go whoosh. And that's what we must be. We must get to be baptised in the Spirit, really knowing the presence of the Holy Spirit with us. Uh, because that's the only way we'll overcome things in life. And it's the way that we get to learn when God's speaking to us. Oh, that'd be good, isn't it? It's good, yeah. What else have we got to say? One more thing just to say. I came across this when I was thinking about this. We have to avoid at all costs any hint of sin in our lives. Because if we don't, it's like a door shuts and God's voice can't penetrate through. In Scripture, in Isaiah 59, 2, it says this. Your sins have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away. I don't want God to turn away from me, and I'm sure you don't want God to turn away from you. And if you want to keep hearing from him, 
be absolutely certain that there's not the slightest trace of sin. And if you do sin like we all do, let's be quick to repent. Let's be quick to put it right and get to a place where God can continue to speak to us. I hope that during these four weeks you're going to learn an awful lot about getting into the prophetic. Paul said, didn't he, I wish you could all prophesy. Yeah, we can all prophesy. There are some people that have got the office of a prophet, which is different. But Paul says, we can all prophesy. And I, there's too many of us to do it in this room now, but there are exercises we can do where if you've never prophesied in your life, you can do a little exercise and you will prophesy. And I've seen it happen so many times. So there we are. God can speak to us through all those different ways. And all we've got to do is to be open and tuned in and ready to receive.